Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. My name is Alex Clement and a big thank you to the TAC for presenting this podcast and reminding us to all do our bit while we're out there on the road, cycling, driving, just making sure that we all get to our destinations in a safe manner. Today on the show, we've got the Melbourne Football Club captain Max Gorn and Campbell Flakemore back to unpack the welter. We go through the team sheets as usual and review their performances over the last three weeks. Max joins us from the AFL Quarantine Hub in WA and Cambo's down in Tassie. If you missed them, I did an interview with Jack Haig on the first rest day, who ended up coming, who ended up finishing third at the Welter, and Michael Storr on the second rest day, who ended up picking up a couple of stages and the KOM jerseys. You want to check them out, the last two interviews in uh, the podcast feed. A big thank you to our kit partner, MAP. If you do need any new kit, make sure you head to map.cc. I picked up a fresh pair of Knicks the other day, the Team Big Eve. Bib Evos in uh, navy blue, rock solid. And they've also got a new spring collection range, which is now uh, live on their website. If you want to check out the new colors that they've got. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do want to check out the video, it will be on uh, the YouTube channel. Just search Downley Street Social or uh, there'll be a video embedded on the website. Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. It's good to be joined uh, by Cambo down south. Welcome, Cambo. Thanks, Alex. It's good to be back on as a guest. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my co-host, Max Gorn, over in the west. Welcome, Max. Yes, over, over in the west. Uh, me and Cambo are in the only two states you'd want to be in, I think. We are well spread across Australia right now. We are. I'm basically in a little Melbourne, uh, like we're fenced off. We're in a a resort that's fenced off. You can't walk any further than 200 metres without going to where you've already been. Um, So it's basically Melbourne, but we're in Perth. So we've got nice weather. (laughs) And it seems like a bike race is in Europe at the moment. You just do whatever you want. It's a free-for-all. All this this COVID thing is just washed over over there and athletes are just free-for-all genuine genuine free-for-all everywhere in europe the grand prix in 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 netherlands the the the, uh college football in america we don't Mm. need we're about to see it at optus oval i think hopefully we're about to see sixty thousand there as well yeah let's hope so uh we're gonna go through the the run sheets the start list of the world to give each team a rating um out of seven zero two seven sevens being pretty rare um Max against the Cats, GMHBA Stadium, kicking the the winner after um, stomping over a Geelong team in the final quarter. So, get you a seven. Uh, well, that, see, that's that's tough to break down because we got a, got ourselves in a pretty bad position. Uh, but in the end, we still won. So Roglic cr- crashes on a descent, but still wins up the top of the hill in the same stage. Does he get a seven? Probably does. Yeah. Goes close. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it does. Maybe maybe it's a seven. Well, it's a seven for me. It's a seven for me. Uh so speaking of Roglic, first team off the start list, Jumbo Visma. Rog just he's just the welter king. Just does it all. Um stage wins, GC, cool, calm collected, solving race issues. Um seven. Yeah, the cool karma collected bit gets me with Rog. He 
never really attacked, sat on wheels and saved energy for that potential last two or three days. It was going to be tough for him, but it ended up not being tough at all. Mm. Um, team rode really well. They made other teams ride. So many other teams rode instead of jumbo riding, which was crazy. They held their call there as well. I, I thought it was a, a professional outfit, professional ride from jumbo. Yeah, I'd probably agree with most of that, except for that stage that he decided to go up the road and crashed on the downhill where he was only going to make up, what, 10, 15 seconds maybe. Um, but obviously he was he was the strongest guy there and and showed that in the in the last TT last night where he just torched everyone and, and made sure he caught Enric Mass on the line too. No, no gifts, not even in TTs. Yeah, the amount like the amount of stage wins that came with the overall victory too, like it was. Yeah, I mean four four, four in the overall, it's, it's almost as dominant domination um, yeah. as you can get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ag Tuar picked up a stage win. Yep. Yeah, they were, they were present, weren't they? Around the mark. They're, yeah. Um... Can you? Is that, that that's that's almost more than par, isn't it? For, I mean, for the team that they had there, they had arguably none of their their big big names. Obviously, guys that were chasing breakaways. We're talking uh, Lillian Kalmajan, who made his his name for himself in the Tour de France a couple of years, is going on on breakaways. But the rest of the boys there, it's not a super exciting list. So I think the Jagger stage win for them is 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 a three or a four. They were very present. Uh... Bouchard and Kamaljan, Kamaljan were in most of the breaks, and so was uh, the, their eventual stage winner in Clement uh, Champoussin. Did I get that? Yeah, How did that sound. It looks, it looks good for me. Um, who I'm a big fan of, and I've got him down as a potential French GC uh, hope as he gets a little bit older. But um, yeah, that's a, that's just under a pass because they did nothing but win stage twenty. Yeah. Does does the difficulty of stage twenty though just just tip them over the edge, maybe get them to a four because geez, it was a hot, hot stage. Yeah. But he was a survivor from a break that got caught and then the leaders took it easy. So he didn't exactly ride Roglic off his wheel. I mean, if we're comparing them to other teams as well, there's a lot of teams that came out of this Walter with nothing to show whether that comes into consideration for the, that's because for Mag- the overall Mag- market. That's because Magnus caught one every stage. <laughs> yeah, between them and uh, Jumbo, there wasn't much left. <laughs> it's a four from me. I, I think a four too. I think that stage win is is significant. Yeah, if we're, not, if we're giving them a three, geez, I feel sorry for what's coming for some. Ooh, there could be yeah. some zeros out here today. <laughs> Uh, Albertson Phoenix started off pretty hot with uh, Philipson almost looking like he was the quickest guy there before he pulled out sick. And, and we saw the Australian make his grand, uh, grand tour debut in Jay Vine picking up a stage win in, uh, not a stage win, third on a stage in um, strange fashion after crashing and then blood all over him, ripping up this final climb. Another another exciting. I guess the thing for me for this team is it's another exciting Grand Tour from Albus and Phoenix. They're present. They're always there. They're always around the mark. They're always doing things. It's a good squad. Yeah, they um, Jay Vine. Let's just. I mean, you've probably already recapped it at some point with Jay, maybe. Um, but 
Kino, like I'm a massive fan of Kino. He 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 did the the preview of the Volta uh, Campbell as our one as the guest of myself and Alex. Yeah, of course. Um, and he he mentions that he doesn't really follow social media while calling the race. And I was on social media and had noticed that everyone was tweeting the miraculous comeback of Jay Vine. Yet Kino and, and Dave McKenzie didn't pick up that Jay Vine had made a miraculous recovery because they were going by what they were seeing on the TV. Um, I reckon, I, I just think, and then it happened again with Mikel Engel Lopez decided to get off his bike. And Kino, once again, doesn't like to follow social media when calling. Maybe social media is the new way to, find to, to, to to call cycling. It could be. I mean, I can see the problem getting too much information to, and possibly false information. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, there's a lot of things that do slip, slip through the cracks on, on the footage. So yeah, it, could, it, could, um, it could be a hot tip for Kino. You should sit down. <laughs> I think there was some extra footage that slipped through the cracks on this tour, though. It seemed like there was some rogue camera work going on um, in Spain <laughs> over the last three weeks. I must say, the race isn't uh, where Lopez was in the final stage. No one really cared about that back group that lost five minutes by the end. So, Neither did Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> he cared for about 60 of the Ks, but that, that, was, that was about it. Ah, that's bizarre, isn't it? Pulling well, the pin like that. Um, but Jay Vine almost... Um, it was it was great watching him and Stora um, throughout this Volta. That's a little bit of Aussie fighting spirit about the way they rode. Yeah, um, disappointed he couldn't pick up a stage win. Probably was looking the best the day he crashed. Um, and obviously Phillipson early. I thought Phillipson was going to win green uh, for majority until he got sick. So they they were good. I'd, I'd, I'd give them a four as well because they got the stage win and they were present in breaks. Yeah, two stage wins for Phillipson. Oh yes, it's pretty good. I think I, good. I think I might dial that up to a five. I think the second one gets him a five. And, and being super active um, and no Matthew van der Poel and still getting big results, I think that's a massive, massive tick for them. So, as always, Alex and I tend to go a little bit overs with these. So, uh, take those numbers how you Max will. gives away no free points. Yeah. I mean, and I think he, he, knows the, he knows the system. <laughs> I'm used to the system. Twelve years in the system. Yeah. Um, speaking of Elvis and Phoenix, like Merlier just going off doing his own thing as well, winning in where did he win? What's that tour called that was going hand in hand with the Volta? Whatever the old Enico tour was, old um, Bing Starts Bang tour. Yeah, the Bing Bang or Ben Ben Chilux, whatever it is, uh, one of those. Yeah. Two. Try, yeah, new sponsors hard to keep up with what the race actually is. Yes, but they're winning everywhere. Yeah, Elpisum. Al- Al- Stana Premier Tech. Oh, where do we start? I think I was talking about Vlasov at the, was it last year's World Tour where I was, I was arguing with you, Campbell, about him being World Tour quality, top tier quality. World, world class. World class. Yeah. Still hasn't really come to life for me. I think we can finally put a line for him. Forever. Forever or just for the next year? At, at, at Astana. I'm not sure. Is he leaving? I had a feeling he might have been leaving. I think I saw something of him leaving somewhere. Yeah, correct. He's heading to he's heading to Bora next year yeah. on a three year deal. Um, that might help him. Yeah, I mean, you often see and and store is a an exception to this, but people that are on the move next year in their last couple of races, they tend to have the clutch in. So maybe there was a, a little bit of that. 
he was never really in the mix when he pulled the pin um, in the DNS. Obviously, it was 30, 30th. So he was never, never really in the hunt um, yeah. deep into the tour. So I still, I still have hopes for Vlasov, but so far he hasn't put himself into the world class category, in my opinion. And not, not seen Aramburu, Lewis Leon Sanchez, all the Izagiri brothers really at all. It's um, a good list, isn't it? Because what they have there. It's very non-Astana what they pulled out this Volta. Yeah, a lot of just the Spanish boys just enjoying riding around Spain, cruising <laughs> around. <laughs> Omar Frale was there too. Luis Leon Sanchez must have been doing his 20th Volta. He finished as well. I had, I had to go back and look and just see he must have pulled out Luis Leon. No, he was, he was there. Oh. A one? Oh, if that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was. <laughs> I guess where do they get their? their where do you get many points? Mm. Is Aguirre made a break? <laughs> <laughs> Aramburu was second on the first stage. Yeah, first stage. Yes, you're right. Um, that might get a. Now I might get a point for Campbell and myself. Maybe not for Max. Yeah, we're giving Jay Vine a bit of a pump up for coming third. I think Aaron Buru gets yeah. something for coming second. Jeez, being be an unbiased being podcast that has no friends. Yes. I'll go it's one. A, leave one. it at one. It's a one. With, with, with the possibility to come back and change the pace. <laughs> I thought we'd do later on in this piece. Varane <laughs> uh, victorious. Just continuing on their merry way of a fantastic year. Yeah, it's good, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Jack, just quite, just like Jack Hague's finished on the podium of a Grand Tour. Yeah, yeah, that super, is super impressive. That is enormous. Um, Can we talk about how we're, how we're all feeling in Stage Twenty? So, the initial move when Gino Meta gapped him a tiny bit and then looked over at Hagee and said, "We should go here," and Hagee just jumped on his wheel, and then it just happened. It went from ten seconds to a minute like that. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Sometimes it can happen like that. Sometimes it, it can't. But when there's that long to go and the favourites start attacking, it, it becomes hard to follow everything. And there's a little bit of luck involved, but at the same time, getting getting it tactically right, what they what they did was um, a good heist, if you will. And, mm. yeah, and then we saw Lopez pull out that day for some God knows reason. I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later. But um, super strong team. And, and Gino Maida has really put himself on the, the world stage as someone that could go for the general in a couple of years. And, and Mark Podon as well. I think that's definitely the end of Mikel Lander, isn't it? it it's, uh, I think it just plays, like it shows the importance of team strength. Like when, you, when you're in those scenarios where it was like attack, 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 when you've got that security of a couple of riders um, yeah. around you, you can just control those variables. Whereas um, Superman Lopez with his team of one, it's a bit trickier. It's a bit trickier, but can we calm? Can we calm down on Mark Padun now? It was a, it was a wild um, cartoon to Dauphiné, wasn't it? That that yeah. form that he had and his his form on stage twenty though, when he was ripping turns on the front, like he single handedly brought back that breakaway. And the thing that I like about stage twenty was when he got um, got to those final final climbs with Yates on the attack. It was like like the race started again. It was like all right, phase one's done. Lopez is gone. And then it's just Hagee just hanging on for dear life. Yeah. He was just sitting in the back of his chair, just squirming as he just 
got dropped, then got back on, then got dropped, then got back on. But it was a good day for Australia. Big time. And his team, you go, you go, Max. As much as Hagee's third is incredible, and we all thought that that top three wasn't going to change, it almost seemed like it was going to be Lopez, Mass, Roglic the whole way home. No one predicted the white jersey to go off Egan Bernal's shoulders. (laughs) No one predicted that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ineos would be filthy with that overall result. Um, Yates couldn't quite get it done in the TT, but at the same time, Jack's performance in that TT, I think it, it, a minute everyone was thinking, oh, maybe maybe Yates could bring that back, and it looked like it was he was going to do it early in the piece. He went out like a cut cat, um, but Jack obviously just put together a, a super ride, and, and like Alex said, off the top third in a grand tour, it's, it's massive. So is he now the guy like he's is do you put a line through lander like what what on earth where on earth does he sit i think i i'd like to put a line through him he's had a lot of opportunities now as you know in this sport you can't ever write someone off a la mark cavendish but um yeah for a long time now he hasn't really been able to put together a grand tour i know they got caruso there as well who was second at the giro um and obviously, young Gino Madder and Mark Prudhomme, there's a lot of good names there. But for me, I think it's, it's probably got to be Jack Haig for them going forward. He's in that sweet spot, 27-28. Big result like this. I think they'll be, they'll be building around Jack in the next three to four years, you'd think. It's becoming Dude. a very, very likable team. Very easy to watch. Yeah, and big time. The way they're riding is, is really... And even, once again, I don't know these tours that are running hand in hand, but Sonny Cobrelli's and Mahe Mahoric's, Mahoric have just done a one-two combo over in uh, fucking Northern Europe somewhere. Sorry for swearing. It is a good point. <laughs> it is a good point though. Like it's easy to put a stack, a stack, a team sheet, but for them to actually work together and execute on, on these goals, it's like, there's a whole nother ball game. Did Lander do anything? We're talking about how the strongest team is. Did Lander do anything for the team? Did an incredibly weird day where he decided to try and join the break after they'd already got three minutes. Um, so then he rode the, the, I'm not sure what climb it was, but rode it uh, amazingly fast. But then he brought the whole peloton with him. <laughs> and then I think that was the stage of Roglic ended up winning when Bernal went long. Like it was just bizarre. <laughs> what was the reason for, did he crash out on 17? Someone in, in he didn't me? finish the, that, that day I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah. The day that Bernal went long and he attacked on the climb, I'm not sure if he actually finished. Is he getting off a bit light for his performance? We all had him second, I think. Did we all have him second or third? Uh, yeah, I, I had him second. Yeah. He's, he's, he's only 31 too. It's not like he's getting deep into the twilight, 36, 37. He's, he's probably right in that good area where he should be really challenging. But like I said, too many opportunities. Put a line through him. <laughs> Mine's done. I'm giving Bahrain a... Oh, uh, yeah, score. Not sure. Did Caruso their only stage winner? Yeah, stage winner, white jersey, third overall. And fifth. And fifth. And and also Caruso won from 60-odd K to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, six. I, I agree. Six. Yep. 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 Or Hansgrohe. 
They were there, weren't they? I forgot about them. <laughs> Shackman out again from another Grand Tour. Grosnado was 10th or something. Uh, yeah, but I mean, at 20-odd minutes. Yeah, was it's, it's, it was, there were some huge time gaps. 10th is 10th. No pictures on scorecards. But um, I don't reckon he was called once for a tenth. No, but I mean, you look at look at the guys there. Besides Sharkman, wasn't really much to work with, was there? Well, they yeah, and their sprinter gave nothing. Geordie uh, Moose is it? I, I think a, I think a one purely because they yeah they did get a top ten, um, but it was it was scrambled. Well, he, he he ended up beating uh, who was the red jersey winner from Wanty, um, uh, the Norwegian boy. Yeah, he finished an eleven. Fuck, it's not an amazing ten to get. I'm being harsh. It's a top yeah. ten grand yeah, tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a one still. Yeah, it's a one. Um, Burgos BH. Oh, they were present. I, like Navarro and Bowl were almost in every break. Like they were, they they probably did what they were out there to do. Mm. There wasn't too many easy breaks to be able to like. Oh, there's seven guys that have survived the break, and there's no names in there. Have a raffle on who wants to win it. There wasn't. <laughs> I don't think there was any of them. There was always a dominant name in in the break. Maybe the last one, the Magnus Court one from the break, was the one to be a, potentially be able to win from. Good luck beating him. Yeah. When he was in, you're right. Somewhere, yeah. So is it Magnus Court's name? I know we'll get to EF at some point. Is it Magnus Court's name? Like if that was Sargon, they're the same, Sargon and Magnus Court. If Sargon was in a breakaway, they're not going to the line of him. Everyone just went to the line of him. It was bizarre. Yeah. Well, he's, we'll he's, the, he's, the, he's the Welter specialist. Yeah. <laughs> Won that many stages. Burgos, I mean, yeah, like you said, Max, that they did what probably expected to do, sniff out breakaways. One. One. Yeah. Kaha Hural. Yeah, probably a one. Same, same. Well, they've got an re- extreme disappointment for mine in, in Jeffrey. I didn't even see him. Jeffrey. No, I didn't even know Jeffrey was in the race. Yeah, was that your man, Alex? I was on him after uh, uh, it was pre-Giro. He pulled yeah. out a good result. So Jeffrey's disappointed us. Jeffrey's, yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> Coffee this. Well, you can read this a different way, Coffidus. <laughs> How do you read it, Max? Enlighten us with your two two points of view. <laughs> Top ten on the GC. Well, they were holding the 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 uh, what's it what's it called when you're leading mid race, but it's not uh, finalised. Um, Virtual. Yeah, that were virtual red jersey for about three kilometers. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, uh, is is that going to add to their <laughs> points overall? Are we calculating that into the picture? And they were sitting second for about a week. Uh, they got to freshen him up. I actually think Guimarães got a lot of talent, but if of you course. ride every tour, he's he's just going to he's never going to when he gets a chance to get in the red jersey and actually be time in there. He's not going to last because he's so tired. Yeah. I guess I guess he's one of their riders who they think maybe 
he can be the one to win a win a big stage. They throw him in everything, but exactly like you said, when it comes time, he's just carrying too much load from too much racing. So nothing really to report besides that Guillaume Martin, a little bit of something, something through the race. It's thin, the way, isn't the way it? he got in the lead, he was not even in the winning break. Like he was in the second break that lasted to beat the Peloton. Like it wasn't even a great way to get in the second. Yeah, spot. it's a little bit like that Groschnart now result. Yeah, it's it's ninth on GC, the Grand Tour, really good, but 20 minutes down, so never really in the picture for it. Score? Two. I agree, two. two. Kind of quick step, green jersey, Jacobson, mm. good story. He's back. Seneschal with a stage win too. Florian. Yeah, always, yeah, always good for a couple of stage wins. Just is is that the most quietly a team has gone about four stage wins in a, <laughs> in a grand tour? <laughs> a bit, a bit. Well, yeah. within within their four stage wins for the three to Jacobson and one to Senechal, the the other riders were all quite disappointing. Yeah, uh, obviously two of them you'd say were in complete uh, Jacobson, so Joseph Cherney and Stebar, you'd maybe say, but they're they're breakaway guys like Knox and um, Van Seven. They just they just didn't seem to have the legs. Bagioli. Mm. I, I, listen, I think with that team to get four stage wins, Green Jersey, I think they were signed up for that at the start. So it didn't matter what those other boys did. Yeah, they they got some big results. So results alone, I think a five. What are we talking sprinter dead? Fuck, he almost. I got, know he was he last was, on every stage. He wasn't in form at all, Jacobson. <laughs> got to me. He's coming back from that massive injury. Um, with the big crash with Grunewagen in Poland 2019, where he was, you know, he was seriously injured. So to see him back winning, whatever the depth of the field is, is is pretty good. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I agree with you there. That is a good story. Um, but yeah, I'm sure someone that we'll touch on shortly. He was still there. Yeah, Arnold Demar. <laughs> he was on the start list. He was there. He was there. <laughs> he was a warm body. <laughs> I'll go five. Yeah. Yep. Uh, EF Education Nippo. We talked about the uh, Welter King briefly before Magnus Court. Three stages, three completely different stages, and put his hat in the ring for a couple more stages as well. <laughs> like he 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 was out of control. <laughs> he was. I um I always give a betting story, so I'll give one. Yes. I had a I had a good little amount of money on him to win the TT last, last, last night. So he'd been, his TT stuff had been unbelievable his last two or three. And he's in the form of his life. And I just, I didn't know if Primoz would, I like Primoz was too short. So that's why, but I was four, I did go each way. So I, I picked up something, but. <laughs> what was he paying? He was 23s. Yep. We joke about it in the preview that this guy's the king of Spain. He is the king of Spain. He's the king of the Volta. It's not that little, little punny for punning. With Roglic, maybe he could have taken it a little bit easy. He had so much time to sleep. No need to take risks. Um, but, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the the bunch kick that he won with the really good lead out from Jens Kukulia. Yeah. Um, long range. Long range. Caught Michael Matthews off guard. 
Um, I thought, I mean, there were some really cool wins from him, but I thought that one was, I really enjoyed that one. And I think also like there was, there was that one stage where he whacked the breakaway and was solo into the final climb with a K to go. Like it wasn't just the three wins. He was present all day, every day. Yeah. Big, big, yeah. Golden stars for Magnus Court. Hugh Carthy, disappointing. Yes. Um, Came off third at the world to last year. Had him in my top three for a third again. Didn't come out. Well, well uh, Court gets a seven. But the rest yeah. of the team just brings it to a six, I think. Um, Lawson Craddock was impressive. I finally found something that made me think Lawson Craddock could be a good rider in the future. Yep. Um, and then not much else from the other from the other members, but Court gives them to a six. I think Tom Scully did not. All right, opening TT as well. Uh, I was going to say Quick Step got a five. I think this is kind of a similar. That's actually a good point, Campbell. I should have. I mean, Quick Step but did, four. But the way that the way that Magnus won does that does that get extra points? Maybe, and also the variety of his wins. Yeah, and these misses. And these misses yeah. exactly. As Max said, it's a seven for Magnus, and then yeah. I think the team probably brings it down to a six for me. Okay. Uh, uh, just for something different, I'll, I'll go for a five, but could have easily been persuaded for a six. It's okay. There's, that means you had two teams that have got seven stage wins between them at fives. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm, wait for Rios. I cannot I'm, I'm, wait for Rios. I'm learning the system, Max. Well, there's, there, it's actually, it's, there's a bit on in the back end of this start list. <laughs> it's pretty grim from here. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of highlights. It does. It does. Well, DSM and Intermarky, Wanty are probably the two that are going there's, to escape. They're yeah. the only two that we're There's really a few really teams that are going to get whacked. Uh, Uskadi. Great to not see Not one him. of the teams that's going to get whacked, but I'm not going to give them much. No, neither am I. It's great to see that orange kid back in... Back in the peloton, it reminds me of my early days watching cycling mid two thousands. Ivan Mayo and Sammy Sanchez tearing it up in the orange. So a little bit of nostalgia is um, it's great in terms of their performance this year's Welter. Compsy compsa. I get a one as well. Yep. Yep. Group Palmer FTJ. We've talked about touched on the sprinters. You think Anna Demar, Caleb Ewan not there? You beauty. Let's go. Uh, nothing from Arno. No. And Not it was even. the same, same at the Tour de France, wasn't it? We yeah. were super bullish about him at the Tour based off that Giro um, chaos last year where they just tore it up. Mm. And you thought, yeah, no Caleb here, no Bennett here, no uh, Ackerman, number of big names up here. And he got second on, uh, what was it, stage four? That was about it. Disappointing. Same. He's been described in the past as a flat track bully. This is a flat track. This yeah. was his time to bully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he couldn't get it done. Um, he was disappointing, as was Rudy Mollard, uh, to try and get in some sort of break and and, and climb. But um, their, yeah, their weapons weren't there. FDJ, they were, they were very dull. Yeah, I did notice that uh, Oliver Legac was up the road one day. I believe he won the, the Junior Worlds back in 2010. Not sure if he's won a race ever since that day, but um, good to see him still getting a contract. Big kid. Yeah, of course. You know, you win that junior world and you're, you're guaranteed for life. Uh, 
score? Do they get on the scoreboard? Well, they they got a second and we were praising Aaron Buru. We were one. Yeah, they got a one. Yep. Just. <laughs> yeah. Just. I couldn't. <laughs> Once again, Kino's a, a listener of the podcast. I couldn't have him pumping up DeMar, helping him get a teammate into the break. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. If, that, if that's what their star riders coming to the world. <laughs> Helping to get a teammate in the break. <laughs> Jeez. Where does this leave Arno? Like, how old is he now? Um, he's, he's 30 this year. 30 this year. Yeah. I just thought, I really thought after last year's Giro, it was like he had his team dialed. The lead out train was, was in sync. He was fast as yeah um here we go that's just no i think i think max might be able to shed a little bit of light on this but i mean you 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 boys in uh 2019 maybe have a really dominant period arnold demar and the giro last year do you get this whole year as a bit of a mulligan and then next year's the real year that we judge him yes we had a year where we shut the bed campbell thanks for bringing that up um (laughs) I mean, certainly, when you're an athlete, you can go up and down. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I'm right, I'm not writing uh, Demar off. Um, where, I, where I was writing Vlasov off, he hasn't proven to show anything. Uh, like, hasn't got a title to his name almost. Where Demar's got multiple, multiple stage wins. Um, and what we're seeing with Cav, um, you can't write a sprinter off. He's just lost a little bit of confidence. I'm sure he'll get it back. They need, unfortunately, what he needs is a full team dedicated to him. Um, which runs its risk, like we saw in the tour with Caleb. If he does, if he's out of form or does get injured, is the team goes to bust. But um, I'll, 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 I'll back him in. He'll find a flat track. He'll, he'll, he'll find another <laughs> flat track. Dubai probably at the start of the season. He'll <laughs> win the Dubai race circuit. Ineos <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grenadiers. We were talking about them at the start of the the World Cup, like. Talking about stacked teams, this was a stacked team. The contract value of this squad is enormous. It's the best team on paper. There, there's no no doubt about that. Three guys that realistically could have won. Obviously, Carapaz was was pretty empty from the massive season that he had, but Bernal and Yates, are, you know, they easily could have gone one two. Um, so, yeah, a little bit disappointing for them. Um, no stage win either. You know, when they had that disappointing Grand Tour last year, um, which was a tour last year, they didn't have any GC, but they jagged a number of stage wins. So, super disappointing for them. I think I'm probably going to come in with a three. They're struggling with that middle ground. So, the, the Ineos we fell in love with a, a couple of tours ago when they, they lost their GC completely and then went for stage wins or they're either winning and they look dominant. When they have guys that are still fighting for GC, that's when they struggle. So Sivakov was still riding full domestique mode because they've got a guy sitting in fourth and sixth. So he sort of has to. Um and their and their and their workhorses. Well, few of them left um, in injured, and Pidcock probably just wasn't at his best. Um, fourth and six. So Bahrain get third and fifth. We give them a six. They get fourth and six. It's a purely budget that we make them. They they should be doing better. I think I think with this scoring, we take into 
to consideration expectations yeah. a little bit and reputation. But that's a, that's a good point. When when they're in that middle ground, they're fighting for the top ten. That yeah, they don't really know what to do. Yep. What and they, are... ran out of soldiers. they ran out of soldiers. Sivakov yeah. would have been great to be in a break, but Bernal needed him to do a 60K long attacks. <laughs> Bernal was coming good. That was one thing that progressed throughout the race. But what do you think Dave B's thinking back at headquarters, back on the home base, going, how do they get back to winning the Tour de France? Can Egan get there again? They need to put a recruiter in Slovenia. Mm. <laughs> they just they, they, they like Egan probably can, but as we've seen, and the tour showed this. So Pog, we thought wasn't on as strong of a team as Yumbo and Ineos, but in the end, the best rider tends to win. So they can have all these weapons, but the tour had Port Thomas not at their best. Here it has Yates and Bernal not at their best. And it, it 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 it's no match for Rog. Mm. Well, we talked about after the tour who's going to be the man, and we said that it's it's Bernal to challenge the Slovenian boys for the tour next year. I think at the Giro he showed that he was at a, at a top top level. Um, but yeah, has he done enough here to convince you like that he is the answer? Because if it's not him, who is it? He did like, come good. His last TT was good and he was just caught in the wrong move on stage 20 and he wasn't allowed to chase. But it's like there's there's top, top and then there's racing the Slovenians. It's like, a, it just seems like it's a whole nother ball game. Mm. Rog was just so composed throughout. I know he did a great, I know he's won a grand tour this year, which is exceptional. But when we're talking in your standards. I think just this case, I know I'm contradicting myself. I think Egan with a good team, but not good team talking like they take Yates, Carapaz, and Thomas. Good team like they take Garner mm-hmm. and they and they take Van Baal and they make him really strong around. Like in the Giro, when Egan was attacking on descents and just sitting on Garner's wheel, <laughs> like that's that's hard to defend. That's what they got to do. They got to take their best team, but not all these stars, not all these yeah. guys that want to sit top ten GC. And I think also the TT ability on the Slovenian boys is such a such an ace in the pocket. Like you know, if they need a bailout, yeah, <laughs> the TT. And always rely on that TT is where Bernal and these other guys have to go for it in the mountains, and that can be risky. Scores? Uh, two or three? I went a three. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Intermarche Wanty topped off a good year for the squad. Mm. Yeah. With another stage win, added another stage win to the books. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go straight out and give him my score early. I reckon, oh, geez, I just went down from a six to a five. five. <laughs> Expectation doesn't help, but they are a pro tour team. We've got to remember that. They are. You do yeah. forget that. Not, you do forget not, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one stage win. Nine days in the leader's jersey between uh, is Iken, yep, Iken, Iken, um, and Rain Tarame. Yeah, good. Uh, it's very, very good, very good. Um, almost the top 10, too. I know we we're just going off other people saying that top 10 is not great, but 
that would have added to the score for this team. So well, Menkes, Menkes was home for a top 10 as well. What's up to this guy? Anyway. He actually, uh, that's the best he's looked in three years. Um, and Yan Hurt obviously was riding some good domestic legs as well. But um, Obviously, they get good presence from being in red, but it felt like with Menkes and, and Co, there was more emphasis on the team. You felt like they were in the race more. Yeah. I liked it. it. There was that awkward little bit when the Reds getting dropped, yet the domestics stayed with Louis Menkes to hold on to 12. Like that was an awkward little period of get what you like. You got a chance to hold red. <laughs> yeah. What did you what did you give him, Max, off the top? A five, five or a six? Five. I'll agree with that. I think five. I think five. Yeah. Israel startup nation. Now, no, no joke. Like I'm not being. I mean, obviously there was an Aussie there, so we kept a little bit of interest in Berwick, and he was in a couple of breaks. But yeah. was Israel there? Not really. That's the only. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's a bit of Australian bias there, so you're naturally going to keep an eye out. But I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember seeing them. Besides yeah. that, that move that Berwick was in. Such an underwhelming team, and they got an underwhelming result. I mean, seriously, when these guys don't have a Michael Woods or a Dan Martin there, it's thin. Mm. Uh, yeah. Score? Do, 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 does Berwick's time in the move get him up to a one? Well, Van Mark was in a move as well a couple of times. He's, but he's a world-class rider, so he doesn't deserve to get points for being in a move. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also remember, we are completely unbiased podcast, so uh, we're going to treat Berwick in the move the same as if there was a Belgian. That first move. zero then, Alex? I think it's a zero. No points. They weren't there. They weren't there. So if they get a zero, this next crowd get a zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's... This one's a bit more controversial because Cron was, he tried his little backside off. <laughs> Does that get you points, Max? Oh, he tried more than Berry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he had a couple of top tens on some stages. I'm giving them a one. Can you please, can you please justify that? Some examples. So Holmes and Cron, I felt like were really good in breaks that didn't survive. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) To your point about um, Ineos Cambo, about there being nothing without Woods. um, Israel, you mean? I see Israel, yeah. Um, Yeah. Lotto Sudar without Caleb Ewan. Yes. They just they they went from they went from winning five stages to a couple of good breakaways being inside them. That is this literally it. Yeah, I think Tim Wellens is also a really good winner for them. A good role to winner too. Yeah, outside of those two, it is it is thin, isn't it? They need to pick up a climber. They need to pick up something. Uh, well, that's what Harm Van Hook was was really like. He was their guy, and then doesn't really translate into much. But yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing that. Oh, well, they're paying Phil Jill's wage for another year, mm, which I imagine ouch. is not cheap. Um, yeah, got John, yeah, yeah. Like 
you want someone to get excited about in this team. And if, yeah, if there's no Caleb Ewan there, I know, again, non-biased podcast, but if there's no Caleb there, just, yeah, they just really seem to be going through the motions. How long ago did the um, did the sun just fully collapse in Tasmania? Or <laughs> uh, yeah, goes that quick. Very bright, not long ago. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they get a one for me. I'm gonna go zero. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to go with zero. <laughs> yep. okay. it's, a, it's like a top tier. It's a top class world yeah. tour team. Didn't okay. do enough. Uh, movie star. So this is going to be the most interesting of the ratings of the lot. Take us away. Well, they've got a second in GC for the first time in I don't know how long. Like on with a Spaniard too. With yes. yeah, with with a homegrown Spaniard, and it was a good second. Mass was good. Mass was like let's be fair. Mass was good. He challenged Roglic a couple of times. He was. It's a good second. Yeah, Lopez was good, was good throughout the tour, had a poor moment in the last two days. So I think on, if you're sitting in the Movistar bus, they haven't got, they got a stage win with Lopez and they've got a second, you're happy. But it was a catastrophe of the last two days. It wouldn't be a Movistar Grand Tour without a little bit of drama. Oh, that episode, when they get to the Volta, Last episode, it'll be the last episode of season four, whatever Netflix. I am watching that. I, that is, <laughs> I don't know if they'll be happy for Mass or really upset the Mass got caught and embarrassed by Roglic on the TT and Lopez jumped off his bike. Like, that's. Can, can, we, can we unpack the Lopez jumping off scenario? Apparently, I've heard that he got back on and then missed the time cut. So he jumped off his bike. Then he said, no, all right, I'll get back on, then missed the time cut. He must have been off his bike for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been plenty of guys in the auto bus a long way behind. I mean, he tried his little backside off for 30K and then called it quits. I mean, that's that's total implosion, isn't it? That is yeah. head falling off in the biggest possible way. He's gone from I'm sitting six in GC to going, oh, who cares? <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, is, there, there must be more. To this, maybe we'll hear some things over the coming weeks, but absolutely bizarre to to see that. Maybe it was just he, he was just that pissed off that he said, <laughs> "I've got to get off my bike." <laughs> well, no one helped him. He got what Verona. Verona helped a tiny bit, I think. I think I think Verona was out. So I think the yeah the couple of things he was so Valverde and Verona were out of the race. Yeah, that's right. And and then also he's got mass up the road. And they were, yeah, like it's a, it's a hard one. But Max, can you understand at the, at the top level of sport, he's trying to make the podium of the the world tour. Like, can you can you somewhat articulate what it would be like to be in that situation? In the heat of the moment, when your heart rate's one eighty, he's got every right to be angry. I think, but. He's got to somehow find some sort of reset tool to be able to cope with the fact that he's got a teammate in a good position that can't come back and help. And I would have almost said, like, Lopez shouldn't be chasing it at all. Like, that's how much Mass was benefiting from that group not coming. 
Um, because Mass would have got caught on the TT by Burnell if Burnell managed to get back. So like uh, that that gets brought into it's such an interest. At 180 heart rate, you can't complain of anything he does, but he had a chance to probably reset when he first got off the bike and he, he it, it sounds like it took him a while. <laughs> Only the one stage win. Does that seem a little bit unders for the, the group that they had there? Are we, are we going, am, I, am I going too hard on them here? Not once they got injured, I think. Once Valverde, Verona, and I think Oliveira was still there, but not really at his best. Once they were gone... I think that's understandable that only one. Yeah. So stage win, second overall, or could have had fifth or sixth overall if it hadn't been for Lopez's implosion. Yeah. So up until stage 20, they're almost the best team in it, just outside of Jumbo. So I'm giving them a five. Yeah. I, I think I'll go for a five too. I don't think they did enough to get up into that six. How many points are they losing for Lopez's? I think maybe they, that's, is that's it neutral because you won, a, you won a stage. You still won a stage. You still won a stage. It's almost like Caruso winning the stage and Haig finishing third. And it would have also been fifth or sixth on yeah. GC. I think that's probably the difference between the five and the six. But it, but but it keeps it keeps the Movistar story going. It keeps mm. the tail, which, which, which we love. It would have been too conventional if they just finished second and third or finished second and fifth. Yeah. But instead, we're a non biased non-biased podcast, but we love Australians and we also love Movistar capitulations. Yeah. I'm giving them a six because of the uh, power of this next Netflix series that they're going to get out of this Welter, <laughs> yeah. which started off they're, as a boring recreational Welter. They're uh, thinking big picture with these sort of yeah. things. They're like, yeah. you know I what? I wouldn't be you surprised what? if. You go, Campbell, sorry. I was going to say, they thought, you know what? Not going to get the podium here, Miguel. It's in our best interest long-term as an organisation for you to pull out so we have a good epi on Netflix. I would be surprised if the producer wasn't in his ear. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to leave, and then we're just going to give these like random presses with like uh, quotes from his girlfriend's conversation that he had after the race and yada, yada, yada. And no one's really going to know what's happening on it. Everyone's going to be hooked for season four. Yeah. <laughs> Business. Yeah. Team bike exchange. It gets grim. It gets grim from here. There's one team still that's going to get a great result with DSM, but mm-hmm. the other four teams are relatively grim. Relatively, yeah. Um, bike exchange. Or, I mean, they're going to get a one from me. Purely when do they get, the, the one, do they get their one, Max? The one's purely Matthews. Yeah, I'll just I'll just chip in with something before we get going on their welter. They've only had two World Tour wins this whole season, one stage at Catalunya and one stage at the Giro. And they're not the big boy in Bling Matthews as well. Correct. It was uh, Yates with both of them. So that's a quiet year, isn't it? They seem to be tactically wrong. They seem to be all in for the sprints. And I get that their best rider or highest paid rider in that team is a sprinter. But the people that he's similar to are like a Magnus Court who goes one man help. Like he gets one help and lets the uh, the quick step take control rather than um, mm. taking the whole team and having your climber, Lucas Hamilton, going like f- flat out on the flats. 
and then like Schultz and Hamilton who could get a, maybe a, a, a climbing uh, stage win are just gassed. It just mm. seems to be weird tactically. They seem to be all in for Matthews. When I, I agree, I'm a big Matthews fan. I reckon he can ride. But I feel like he'd just be better with maybe Mezgek and that's it. Right. And like if, if Matthews is flying, so Matthews is Magnus Court spec, then yeah, double down. That's all you want to go all in for Matthews. But when he's in this weird space of he's not quite quick enough, but he can't quite climb well enough either. Like he's in this really, really niche zone. It seems like the race almost has to be perfect for him to to feature in the finale otherwise he's just gonna uh pick up fourth fifth sixth then i think yeah max you, you gotta you gotta open up more options you gotta put damo in a break you gotta put lucas in a break um but yeah they're doing a lot of work they did a lot of work on the front yeah, it was a bit sarganesque at the tour oh. yeah that's what happens when you when you get desperate you've, you've got to lay it on the line and and leave it all out there. But the, the stage that I was talking about earlier in this pod with the Cuculaire lead out for court, that was the one that really got away from them. They put a lot of work into that. Matthews just fell asleep a little bit in the last 400 metres and got caught cold. But you're right, Alex, he's, he's a little bit in between that quick man slash punchy climber. Like there were some stages there that were really, really hard. And he was, he was there in the thick of it, but didn't quite have enough. So... Yeah, they've got an interesting summer coming up or winter, whatever you want to look at it and mm. what they're going to do for next year and what their goals are. Because if you run through the rest of the stat sheet, um, Hamilton, Housen, climber-esque stages, Mezjek, Nieve in the climbing bucket to Schultz, Stannard, Zeitz, they're all like good riders in their mm. own right. They could all feature in breakaways. They should have uh, been in every break. I think they just got it all wrong. They just should have been in present. Matthew should have been in breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Schultz, I think Schultz was in, in pretty good nick getting into some of those. Yeah. Uh, but when you cook from Tonkin turns on the front every day. Like... Yeah. Why can why can Court get in breaks but Matthews can't? Like then Hamilton was his lead out man. So Mezgek was obviously his lead out man, but Hamilton led Mezgek out. Like that's just bizarre. Mm. Mm. They'll all be listening, so I'll go easy on them. Yeah, they'll all be listening. Of course. They'll um, be listening. I'm a big fan of how they ride, though. They, they like, whatever happens tactically in the team bus the morning, they go balls out for it. Like, mm. they, they give yeah. it a red-hot crack. Well, yeah, the thing is, at least you know what they're doing and you see them on TV. They're yeah. not like some of these other teams we've talked about. They just sit in the back, going through the motions. Yeah. Um, but expectations, I think, of this group probably would have been a lot more than what they delivered in terms of results, so... What does that translate into a score? A one or a two, a maximum? I think a one. I'm a one, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think they're feeling about Hagee? Well, I mean, they've lost two big, big Australian talents the last three or four years. Caleb and, and Jack are gone. Um, obviously, it's one of those things that you look back on and, and it's easy to talk about, but I think everyone knew that they were massive talents and they they just didn't get the opportunities and look what happens when they, they get that opportunity to go for themselves. They, they have big results. So I reckon they'll be, they'll be a little bit filthy. Mm. Like I know I'm big on them buying into Australians, but like, it just seems like they've spent so much money on these other guys. Like why, why wouldn't you keep Hagen? I know you can't tell the future. Um, 
But geez, imagine if there was an Australian on Team Bike Exchange running third at Welter. That mm-hmm. would have been big. That would have been a big news story. Yeah. On the on the other way there, Alex. I just, I just think that they have done the Australian thing. I know the Yates is on Australian. They've run and won it. Yeah, I just I feel like look look at the American like EF Magnus Court has made them like you don't. I think they need to just yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure they're not based in Australia, so it's not like it's mm. the other side of the world for these riders. Yeah. Mm. Jesus got dark down south. Looks good. Looks like I'm in some sort of studio now. Look at that. It's just, it's all black behind me. How good is that? Yeah. That happened so quickly. Lights out in Hobart. <laughs> all righty. Team DSM. Michael Stora. Two stages. Polka dot jersey. Yeah. Uh, thanks for playing, everyone. Thanks for coming. Roman Bardet picked up a stage two. And some misses for Stora as well amongst that. Yeah. Um, they had six six riders in the top 25 on the final TT. They they tend to do this this squad. I know they severely disappointed us at the tour this year. Like they can bag stage wins. Mm. The only thing, the only asterisk against them bagging stage wins is the guys that are doing it always leave. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you you had a pod with um with Stora Alex. What, what was he did he did he reveal anything about next year? Off, day, off there? Uh not really. He, he he kept everything very close to his chest. He's mm-hmm. like a super calculated guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, and no, I didn't really didn't really give me much on next year. Yeah, like obviously think, we know that he's going to FTJ. You but... think? Yeah, it's, it can't be an opportunities thing because there are plenty at. Um, we well, got the Giro and the Volta and rode well in yeah, both. Yeah, Team DSM. But mm. yeah, I don't, I don't really know why. I don't really know why. But we but know like, that story about um, Song Kra with the with the saddle height sort of mm. thing. Is that? how much truth there was to that. Is it just this severe micromanagement from the team that, you know, we see a lot of riders at Sunweb at this sort of time in their career go elsewhere. So yeah, it's not uncommon to see someone move like this. Yeah. But um, yeah, what a, what a welter for Michael Stora. Like he was talking about in the pod, how he first year welter, he's like, I just wanted to finish the race. Literally did nothing. Contributed zero. Second year, wanted to make the breakaway, made two breakaways. Third year, wanted to uh, make the breakaway and race for a win, came third on the stage. Fourth year, wanted to win a stage. Here we are with two down. And he picked mm-hmm. up the polka dot jersey post that. Um, yeah. Do you speak much about the hierarchy of the the, the whole Bar Davies store of polka dot in the last couple of stages? Well, this was pre his, uh, pre the KOM jersey really coming on the cards. Yeah. Um, but you'd think that would be a little bit interesting with him leaving the squad, Bardet there next year, the elder statesman. But I, I don't know, Michael Story seems like, um, although he's very quiet, calculated, considered guy, I think when it comes to the crunch, he would stand up for himself and yeah. back himself in to be like, I'm winning this, guys. Got a bit of cold blood. Yeah, I think he's got the cold blood, which I think most of them do. But yeah, he's got he's got cold blood. I mean, that's a, that's a super calculated guy who knows how to manage his expectations with that, like, 
what you were saying about his first welter to his fourth, yeah. just that progression and ticking off those goals along the way. It takes a lot of grinding ability to, to get your ass kicked for a number of years to know that it'll count for something. Yeah, especially when these guys come from like they're hot juniors, so they're winning all the time. Mm. And then you take a big deep dive into the senior ranks. And yeah, I think just every every way he went about it, like he was talking about his, um, like he kind of just broke down all the elements of his bike riding, so sending, climbing, tactics, and just like worked on these individual sections. I think the way that he talked about just simplifying what can sometimes be a highly technical sport, he's he's got things dialed, Michael Stora. Can I ask you uh, an an Australian type question? Um, my view of Australian cyclists when I first started getting into cycling was big bulky riders, TT, sprinters, flat track, bull- uh, uh, genuine guys who can get on the front of the peloton and pull. Um, your Campbell Flakemores, like just some, just some big, your, your big names. Yeah, some big wattage, big cyclists. We have an abundance of climbers. What's happened in Australian cycling? Well, obviously when you and I maybe started watching cycling, what 2000 like mid 2000s to sort of 2015 the the track program was was pretty heavily intertwined with the road so once you finish your track you went straight into the road so i reckon there was this good bit of crossover but the last couple of years like your jai hindley's your storers there was no real hard and fast national programs they went and did a little bit of amateur racing in in europe and just got used to racing in, in Italy on filthy parkour and in France, like Schultze, just on goat tracks, such hard racing that you, you just have to be more agile. And so it's more, just less, it's as simple as less track. I, 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 that's how I read it. I don't know about you, Alex, but you're obviously talking about Michael Wepburn, Durbridge, Dennis, all mm. these sort of guys, Max. Yeah, but that, even like, even O'Grady, uh, McKeown, oh, yeah. like they're all been guys who are, they're on flat stages. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think um, like Jerry's program that he ran as part of the under twenty threes was such a turning point. Like that in sync with the national road series developing, getting um, more opportunity for these guys. I think like you put it down to actual opportunity um, to actually focus completely on the road. You didn't have to do any track. You didn't have to be big to be a part of the programs. And yeah, so I think they were always there. I think it was just finding that pathway to actually get them to the world tour. Just put them on the map, and, and like, because the the riders that we're seeing now are the from three to five years ago. They're almost if you put in a world's course now that was pure mountains, high, like horse category mountains, we'd almost have the best nine climbers, like in terms of like a field of nine. Mm, Australia yeah, put would together have, a super strong team. Yeah, we'd almost have the pick of the bunch. Like that's crazy. Mm. It's a good point, Max. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll give I'll give them a six. I think, seven, I, I think a six too. I just I, honestly, I don't think we would have expected these these, these guys to get three stage wins. So I I'll probably agree with that. Throw in the king of the mountains jersey too for a little bit of extra spice. Yeah, you like I don't know what we gave at the tour, but you look at how they've transformed from that race. I think they would have got a zero. They would have got close to a zero. Mm. Yeah. And so, once again, their sprinter, that was probably where they let themselves down when they rode on the front for their sprinter and nothing really happened. 
that seemed to be a bit of their tour, but it was their breakaway guys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, team Quebecer next next hash. We say goodbye to the great Fabio Aru. Because <laughs> am I the only one that's missing this? Like, why are we why are we watching him cry at the end of the TT with fifty people? Like, he's retired. Yeah, I get he's retired, but it's Fabio Aru. Like. What did he do, Alex? Well, it's it's all on potential, I think. Oh, he won a did he win a welter? He, he definitely won a welter. He finished on the podium and went Giro, almost won the Giro when him and okay, Lander sorry, were just going sorry. two up like madmen. But Max, I think it was uh, for me. It was all around when him and Vince were at Astana and they were going head to head. The two Italians were clashing, and you were like, "This guy's going to leave and just take over the world." Yeah, and then he. Never took over the world. <laughs> uh, and then also, then he just went through some, um, I think, Keno was pretty harsh on him in the, in the tour preview around some, some of his team performances and, and lack of team support that he's provided over the years. He would have been getting paid an absolute mozza as well. Well, there was the that way. time when he was, where was he? Was he at UAE? Yeah, he contract? was in UAE for three years, 18, 19, 20. 20. And you know how they always bring out like the top five highest paid riders mm. and there's like Froomey and Gerrard and co. And then scattered in there was Fabio. Yeah. Like, what, what is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, was a little, it seems like there was a little bit too much hoo-ha for someone that, you know, it's not like he won the Tour de France this year and is having an early retirement. You know, he hasn't done much for a number of years now. Mm. Two or three. Are they are they a zero here, Quebec? Um yeah, unless you give me another a good reason why they wouldn't be. I think they're a zero. It's poor performance. It also came out too, I think they're they're not getting paid properly either. One of their sponsors has come up short with a bit of cash. Geez, that's a surprise. Hmm. Trek, Segafredo. How early? How early did Jaconi go out here? Was he first week? Um, he was present for the first week. Yeah, I just so stage, stage stage sixteen. We did what we did what he thought we hoped he didn't. Remember, Alex, we said in the preview that we hope he doesn't ride GC, and he was riding GC. Mm. <laughs> I think he's got to put that dream away. <laughs> I like think he's, he's got to put that dream away. He's such a good stage hunter, but mm. I just don't know if he's got any of the skills really required to pull together a, a three-week Grand Tour. Like he's not, he's not going to drop Rog. He's not going to out time trial Rog. Like GC's a hard thing, whereas where he's such a punchy, animated rider, he's, he's stages. It's all he needs to focus on. They had Kenny and Red. One day in red, yep, that's where they're going to get some sort of score here. Yeah. That counts for something. One yeah. day in red for a, you know, a, a big team like Trek, how much does that really count for? I was expecting some big things from Quinn Simmons. Yes. Probably yeah. harsh on a 20-year-old, but... Yeah. Kenny Ellison, um, Kenny Ellison for a stage as well, maybe somewhere... Seems like Kenny Ellison must be up to about his 75th race day for the year. <laughs> yeah. him, and, him and Guy Martin are being on yeah. head to head all, all yeah. year. 
Yeah. They haven't done any training this year. They've just been best to race. <laughs> One. I go two, just. Do you think that day in the red bumps day up? Red. I think it does. Okay. Yeah, I think there are two. Just. <laughs> UAE. This is going to be an interesting one because they were ever so present for a non-stage winning team. Sorry, yeah. Rafa Michael won a stage. Rafa won a stage. Mm-hmm. Joe Dom almost topped off a super year with another stage, second. Um, David De La Cruz T- on the GC. So this, I, is the, this is the sort of team list we've become accustomed with with this group, sort of pre-POG. Get your best yep. riders, throw them in, <laughs> mix it up and see what happens. I felt like they literally, the team must put the names in the hat who wants to get in the break. Like the biggest... Horse climbs days. They've got Gibbons and Trenton in the break. Yep. And Gibbons almost pulled it off. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for them, doing the Tour de France they did, they kind of have a free run here, do what they like. And to get a stage win out of it with Micah, They've I think they seven, would have been happy with that. Seventh GC, I think, was it? De La Cruz? With De La Cruz, yeah. yeah. He's definitely top 10. Um, so, yeah, I think for them, is that a, is that a three? No, it's a it's a pass. They've 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 ticked. They haven't sent Pog. Um, I'm trying to think. They haven't uh, they haven't sent Hershey. They haven't sent any of their big money players. They've sent Micah, Dela Cruz, and Trenton, and it's and it's worked. I put Dombrowski in that kind of that bracket too. Yeah. Mate, yeah, maybe a four. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I'll say four. They've yeah. they'll they would tick it off as we've ticked off all three tours this year. Yeah, although like it seems like this squad is like a we're talking back to the money element. This is a well-paid squad. Mm. Recognizable names. Mm. I think a three, and that's it. No, I I, I just can't cop that. I can't cop you, a three. You did. <laughs> look at look at the look at the names on on the list though. Imagine, <laughs> imagine what Trenton. I guess they did get one stage win. <laughs> like Milano and Trenton, yes, but they were close. Like Trenton must have had a second there, and Milano definitely had a top four. Mm. Trenton doesn't float my boat still. So okay. <laughs> now I'm undercovering what's happening. Still got a vendetta. Funny Chase came down him. on the Poggio downhill. <laughs> But Dylan Cruz has finished finished seventh, just behind Egan Bernal. Yeah, There's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this, this top ten is like if it wasn't, if you weren't in the top five. Yeah, is there much value outside of fourth? Well, to be fair, he tried. Mm. He wasn't. He wasn't Groschnard at Dylan Cruz. He was. He was attacking. Mm. No, that's all right. That's your view. You reckon a three. I'm surprised you didn't give him a one with Trenton. Yeah. A stiff three. <laughs> but I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock okay. it in. What do we get the welter? Gibbons almost beat Roglic on stage 20. <laughs> <laughs> the welter overall? The welter overall. Um, I think I Did I hear that it was... One of the biggest mar- like winning margins from first to second in history. What does that mean? Does that mean that it was a bad one? Um, 
having an Australian in third, that adds something for us as a as an Australian podcast. I think that adds something to the world, cycling world, having an Australian in third. I, I mean, I'm obviously biased, but surely when a non-European is making the top three, it's some sort of news. It's news, definitely. Um, stage, it's, it's, it's good when uh, there's like a hot stage towards the end. So you've got stage yeah. 20, top of mind. That's, yes. that's one of the best uh, Grand Tour stages I've watched in three or four years. Like in terms of the parkour, very smart, that stage 20. One of the smartest stages I've seen put together. Mm-hmm. And it's also nice seeing the podium get flipped that late as well. Yeah. Um, but it, as cycling has been now for a couple of years, it's just the, like the dominant GC winner at the top. Mm. We haven't I seen any real having, challenges. Not having, Burnell, not having Burnell and Lander in form hurts the Volta a tiny bit. I think it was a ROG show, knowing that Mass was never going to beat ROG, just mm. brought it down a tiny bit. Only having Jakobsen and Philipson and then Philipson leaving brought that bit down a little bit, but the the breakaways kept it alive. Your Magnus Courts, your Storers, your Bardes, these sort of stories were pretty good to watch. Four for me overall. I'm going to give it a five. I'll go slightly better than the Giro, slightly worse than the Tour. Not sure what rating that is, but <laughs> <laughs> someone wants to punch out that that calculation. Go ahead. <laughs> and that's the Grand Tour season done. Mm. Still a bit of fun to go though. Still a bit of Still fun. A bit of fun to go. Well, Rubai, yeah. had a great time of the year. Worlds and Il Lombardi. Yeah. Tour of Britain's keeping me interested. I think Van Art is about to put on a genuine show for seven days. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Rubai at the end of the year. It just gives you like a, like a, it gives the end of the year a nice little lift. Well, yeah. it means like people that are getting themselves later fit, like a Van Art is got three genuine targets, Il Lombardi, Roubaix, and Worlds. Like, yeah. that's pretty exciting. It's a busy period for someone like yeah. that, isn't it? So we're going to see a lot of riders slowly getting their way back into form over this next week or two. Yeah. Thanks, Cambo. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, everyone. Thanks, Max. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for coming on the show, Campbell. Means no a lot. No problem. Yeah, th- thank you very much again for having me, Max. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Um, We'll talk soon. All right. See ya.